Good morning, church. I just want to talk with you this morning. I hope that this sermon feels a little bit different. I'm still going to ground it in the Word of God, but I hope maybe it feels like you and I are just having a conversation because here's the deal. We've been an on-site church for 90 years. And then overnight, back in March, we switched to being an entirely online church for a season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And then beginning next week, September 6th, we'll enter a new season of our life. We'll be both an on-site and online church. And so today, as we enter into that new season, I just want us to talk about it. I want us to talk about who we are as a church and what's next for us. Just after the pandemic started, I got a text one Sunday from Kathy Ivey. So many of you know Kathy. We were doing only online services at that point, and she texted me after one of those sermons, and she just wanted me to know how much that sermon meant to me, and I so appreciate it when people do that. And I told her thank you, and then she sent a picture, this picture that you see on the screen. It's a picture taken behind my family during a worship time on Sunday morning here at Highland. And she said how much she misses this scene and wishes she was back in this place, worshiping with her church family, looking at this scene of my family. And it was then that I knew Kathy Ivy was lying because nobody who sits behind the Gentry family on church, during church on Sunday morning misses it, all right? We're doing everything we can to wrangle those kids on Sundays. And I knew she was telling me what I wanted to hear. I knew, I knew what she was saying and I appreciated it. Kathy, I miss it too. I mean, I want all of you to know, I miss that so much. Now, here's, here's the question as I've reflected on that over these last few months. What is it exactly that she was missing? And what is it that I'm missing? What is it that maybe you are missing during this season? And I think, you know, the question, the question really is, what is it? What is that it that happens when we're together in worship in this space or in any other space? What is that it that so many of us are missing right now? Well, defining it precisely is, is really, really difficult to do, uh, but we've all felt it. I think you've probably felt it in times of worship with this church. I remember a time not long ago, I was getting ready to preach on a Sunday morning. I was sitting down on the front row. And I was anxious about that sermon. I don't remember why. I kind of felt this pit in my stomach before I was climbing into the pulpit. And so I just bowed my head. And I was just sitting there in silence as Breeshan and the team sang. And I'll never forget that this brother behind me reached forward and he put his hand on my shoulder and just started praying, this whispering this prayer right behind me, and I felt it. You know, you have felt that maybe when you've walked in, you see somebody at the door who you've known for 30 years who shakes your hand and tells you how glad they are to see you. Or maybe you felt that the first time you came to Highland, you didn't know anybody, but that same person was at the door and they told you how glad they were to see you. Or maybe you felt that as you've taken communion with your family or somebody you love from this church on a Sunday morning, someone sitting beside you. Or maybe you got up and you went with somebody on Sunday morning to pray and take the Lord's Supper together and you felt it. Or maybe you felt it when somebody came up to you on Sunday and they said, how you doing? And you were honest enough to say, frankly, not very good. And they didn't say, oh, well, I'll pray about that. <laughs> No, instead they took your hands right there and they said, why don't we pray about it right now? And you felt it. That it is difficult to explain. 
though most of us have felt it at some point. You know, one of my friends said to me at the beginning of the pandemic, he's a minister in another state and his church still hasn't been able to come back together. The cases there are still really high. And he told me, he said, I expect that when we come back together, people will be so overcome by joy that they'll be moved to tears. Okay, why, why is he expecting that? Well, here's what I think he's tapping into and something that we know to be true. And that's that Christian faith, what we believe, Christian faith is an embodied faith. Uh, it, it, think about it like this. Jesus Christ comes to earth, God in human flesh. He takes on a body. And our whole faith system is built around that act of Jesus Christ, that Jesus comes into physical reality and he fills that physical reality with spiritual power. And you see that truth, that gospel truth reflected in our practices. So things we do like baptism and the Lord's Supper, even congregational prayer and singing, those are physical acts that we do with our bodies that we believe God fills with spiritual power, right? Those acts are meant to be shared by a community too. We, we don't baptize ourselves. That's an impossibility. You don't baptize yourself. And when you break bread, when you break the Lord's Supper, you do it together with the body, right? Our practices as a church reinforce our belief that Christianity is a spiritual reality that is empowered by physical proximity and physical practices, so much so that we believe the, what we call the manifest presence of God, the special empowering presence of God is among us when we gather together. This is Matthew 18. You've heard this a million times, but listen again. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So I think this right here may be the closest we get to articulating what that it is, that it that so many of us miss. It is that empowering presence of God. Okay. Now, at the beginning of the pandemic, another minister that I follow, this one is just one I follow online, he was reflecting on the fact that his church, like every other church, needed to shift to online services to be safe, to best love their community, love the neighbors around them. He knew that was what they needed to do, but he was frustrated about it. And I understand that for sure. And he said this, he said, virtual church is like a virtual beach vacation. It's just not the same thing. A beach vacation means sand between your toes and real church means sacrament, things like baptism, Lord's Supper, and human contact. You know, maybe so. I think he's onto something. You know, think about what if you and your, your spouse or your family, your friends, you're like, let's take a beach vacation. And so you sit down that night and you begin to scroll through all the condos and houses that you can rent and all of them have great pictures taken from the balcony of the beach. And you're scrolling through those one after another. And afterwards you say, well, you know what? I don't, I don't actually think we need to go to the beach. That was, that was good enough for me. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. So maybe he's onto something. Maybe a virtual church is kind of like that. It's like a vir virtual beach vacation. It's just not quite the same thing. Well, maybe so, but here's, here's another reality right now. And I've said this every week, but, but let me say it. And I want you to think about this. We've been reaching thousands of people each week with the gospel of Jesus Christ because we were pushed into this virtual space. Think about that. I mean, every week in our comment section, we have people who comment who are not from Highland. 
thanking us for the message, reflecting on what it's doing in their life. I mean, think about that. And not only that, we've got Highlanders who've been really touched and grown in this season. There's a woman here at Highland that you all know. She's caring for her husband who's in this, this this middle of this terrible health crisis. And I called her a few months ago, midway through our online season, just to check on her. And she told me about the difficulties of what they were going through. And before we got the phone, she said, Eric, I want you to know something. She said, online church is keeping me alive. She began to tear up. She said, I don't know what I would do if we didn't have this right now. Now, do I think she would like to be back here at 400 North Houston Levy with all of us? Yes, absolutely. Do I think she's going to be able to be back here anytime soon? Probably not. Her family, her husband especially, is just too at risk right now that she probably won't be coming back really soon, right? And so here's the other thing about that. Even if she could come back to Highland right now, it would probably feel different. That's one of the things I want us to think about as we're heading back towards becoming again an on-site church next week on September 6th. It's going to feel different when we come back. We need to own that. Be prepared for that. Uh, To return to the earlier metaphor, it may feel for some of us less like going to the beach for vacation and more like spending an afternoon on one of those sandbars on the Wolf River. Now, okay, any of you who follow my wife on social media know that one of our favorite places in Memphis is this sandbar on the Wolf River that we hike to. and We usually have all to ourselves. We take our kids there all the time. We spend the day floating sticks down the water, letting the kids wade out in the water, skip rocks. Now, Here's the thing, though. We recognize that the Wolf River is not exactly the white sand beaches of Destin. You know, like you, you have to watch out for broken glass everywhere you step. Uh, you're not supposed to eat any of the fish that you catch out of the Wolf River because of chemicals and stuff, which means I don't know that it's safe for my two-year-old to be swimming in there, but I try not to think about it. You know, there's trash that's hanging in the trees from when it's flooded on the Wolf River. Okay, so it's a little bit different experience, but we still love it. Or I think about, you know, earlier this summer, our youth group trucked in tons of white sand uh, to, to have a beach luau on our back parking lot, which was awesome. And I'm so thankful for the creativity and the generosity of Highlanders that helped make that possible. So thanks for that. And they had a great time out there, but I think all of them will tell you, it was still a little bit different than actually being on the beach, right? It was fun. It was different in its own way. It was special. But I mean, you know, they couldn't just wade out into the water and cool off, right? It was a little bit different experience. And I think, you know, that metaphor may be helpful as we think about coming back to church on site next month. It's going to feel a little bit different. You know, if if our 90-year experience of on-site worship here has felt like going to the beach, this is going to feel like a slightly different experience of that. Now, different is is actually okay. I want you to know if you're coming to Highland for the first time, it's a little bit different than what we're used to months ago. Or if you're coming back after being at Highland for 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to feel a little bit different. But remember, the presence of God is a reality whether we feel it in the same ways or not. And I think we need to prepare ourselves that it is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have fewer numbers. We've got to limit our capacity to keep you safe. That's just part of what we have to do in this moment. We're going to be wearing masks to keep each other safe. We're not going to shake hands, which is like such an important part of coming together. I mean, how many handshakes do you give on a Sunday morning? We're not going to do that for a time. We've got to come up with some other creative way to, 
to greet each other. We're not gonna have Sunday school classes, especially for adults or kids or youth, right when we come back. We're working towards that. I want, to, I want you to hear me say like, that is our goal to get back to that. I'm thinking especially of families with special needs children. I know how critical that offering is to your family and Highland has prioritized being a safe place for our families with special needs. Well, I want you to hear me say, we are working towards offering that as soon as we can do it safely. But remember, you know, it's not actually the things I'm used to that I'm after. It's the presence of God that I'm after. And even though my experience of the presence of God has been tied to things I'm used to, God can still make his presence known in new ways in this new season when things are gonna feel a little bit different. In fact, we're not actually the first Christians to head into a crisis like this one. Let me show you two passages from the early church. The early church was first gathered in Jerusalem, but then they were scattered by persecution. And this is what we read. This is in Acts 8 and then in Acts 11. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Those who'd been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria, and he proclaimed the Messiah there. And when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Pay attention to this. So there was great joy in that city. This is Acts 11, verse 19. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out against Stephen, when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Now some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about our Lord Jesus. And pay attention here. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. You know, perhaps now, unlike any other time in our 90-year history, we can sympathize with the angst that these early Christians were feeling. I mean, think about it. They had experienced the presence of God, the empowering presence of God as a body in ways that no one else in history had experienced up until that point. And then they had to turn and walk away from that. I mean, can you imagine that? The difference between the beaches of Destin and the beaches of the Wolf River or our back parking lot don't even do the disparity justice that they were walking into. And yet, God's presence was not quenched. Instead, what we read was that the scattered church experienced the presence of God in all kinds of new ways. So, that so much so that many were healed, whole cities erupted with joy, and the church grew exponentially. So what did the scattered church look like? Well, it looked like families or small groups of people huddled up in their homes, breaking bread together, studying the word of God and worshiping. That's what it looked like, right? And so if the corporate, if the corporate gatherings of Jerusalem, the big church of Jerusalem, you know, if that was the beach, okay, they were scattered somewhere else. And I think they went there expecting it was gonna feel lesser or different or not great. And yes, it was absolutely different, but it turned out to not be less. Like if, if that was the beach, this was like going to the mountains. You know, it's like when a hurricane comes and instead of going to the beach for vacation, we look inland and we go to the mountains of Knoxville or the Smokies, or we head to Colorado or the West. And we go and we see like, what? the beach is great. But this place is pretty special too. Like I can have a pretty good vacation here 
too, right? Now, the beach is still a place of great blessing. I mean, people at Highland love the beach. I don't, you know, I've never known a group of people who go to the beach more often than people from Highland. But sometimes, right, you got to look inland. And you realize when you head to the mountains or some other special place, wow, like God is present here too. This place is pretty great. Or we might put it simply, we might say this, this pandemic has reminded us of one of the most important truths of the gospel. And that's this, that the empowering presence of God is not something that we control or consume or complain about. The presence of God is something that we are invited into, not in one space, but in every space where God is. When, whenever Christians gather together, their God is also. And so the presence of God is not something I control or I consume or I complain about. It's something that I am invited into. It's a place, it's a sphere of reality that I enter whenever I decide that wherever I am in any place, I am going to be the church and their God will show up as well. And we know that to be true because if God did not show up wherever, wherever the church goes, then when the early church was scattered, the church would have died. But the church was scattered and God showed up. I mean, think about this. You and I are Christians today because the church scattered and God still showed up. You know, the reason that the church is not just a Jewish thing in Jerusalem is because the church scattered and God kept showing up all the time. We don't get to control or consume or complain about the presence of God. We are called to be the church in every place. And there God is going to be also. We launched Be Church last week. Be Church is an initiative that our leaders have prayed and discussed. We believe they're, they're practical steps that will enact a spiritual reality. Remember, Christian faith is an embodied one. There's practical things we do, physical things we do, and God fills those physical things with his spiritual power. And as we, as we have reflected on this new season where we're gonna be both an online church and an on-site church, we thought long and hard about, okay, what do we need to be doing in this moment as God's people so that through those physical acts, God would bind us together with spiritual power? And that's how we came up with Be Church. I shared in last week's video that B Church is biblical. Let me remind you of that passage. This is in 1 Corinthians 1, 2. To God's church, to God's church that's in Corinth, to those who have been made holy to God in Christ Jesus, who are called to be God's people, called to be God's people, together with all those who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ in every place, in every place, He's their Lord and ours. What's He saying? It's so important to pay attention to this passage right now. He's saying that God calls you and me to be church. And sometimes that means we're gonna be church in this place behind me. But he makes the point specifically that God calls us to be his people, to be his church in every place. That's what we see in the early church in Acts is they're scattered. God fills them with spiritual power wherever they go and they become the church all over the world. Right? God calls us to be the church wherever we are, and it's so important right now because right now not everybody is gonna be able to come back to this space. Some people are, are at risk in those at-risk categories, and frankly, they shouldn't come back yet. That's such a hard thing for me to say because I wanna see everybody, but there's some who won't be able to come back 
right now, but we can all, even in this moment when we can't all go to church, we can all still be the church if we're doing the same things together, right? And so that's why this week we've launched the Be Church Initiative. We believe that this is how God is gonna bind us together right now. So there's three things we want every Highlander to do during the Be Church Initiative each week. Love, grow, and worship. Let me share how you can do each of those and flesh each one out just a little bit. First, we want every Highlander to love. And you can do this by, one, you can love your actual neighbor. You know, you've got neighbors around you who are at risk, who are scared about getting out and going to the grocery store, doing other things. Why don't you, you know, mow somebody's lawn? Go to the grocery store for somebody. Call one of your neighbors and check on them. Knock on the door, just see how they're doing. Love your actual neighbor. Or you can love your church family. Why don't you call somebody from Highland who you haven't seen in a while, just check on them. Or if you've got, you know, kids, why don't you help your kids to call one of their friends from Highland? Just see how they're doing. Just encourage them. Send a note, uh, send a letter, send a text to somebody from Highland. Check in on them. Share the good news. It's one of the ways that we love the world around us is we share the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe it's the most important way that we do that. And we tried to make it easy for you. I mean, it may never have been easier, actually. You can just share something that we post online. You know, we're preaching the good news each week. Just share it online and then make a time to talk with your friend about it afterwards. Like send, some, send an email to them, share it on your page, and then call a friend and say, hey, did you watch that? Would you be willing to talk with me about it? And we want each of you to consider serving, whether that's with us or on your own with some other organization. But I, I encourage you to follow Highland online so that you can see service opportunities that we'll be offering to our community over the next few months. Okay, secondly, we want every Highlander to grow. Now, if you are new to faith, one of the things you might think about doing is joining a Jesus group. This is for those who are exploring this whole Christian thing, this Jesus thing. If you wanna learn more about Jesus, you can sign up online to be a part of a Jesus group. If you're a longtime Highlander, if you're new to this church and you just wanna plug in, why don't you join one of our Sunday school classes or small groups? Many of those are meeting virtually right now or they're gathering in parks and other places where they can spread out. You can sign up online. We'll connect you with one of those. Also, we want you to, to give. You know, giving is one of the ways that we grow. It's how we invest our hearts, Jesus tells us, in the things of the kingdom. Our hearts follow our money. So if you want to grow, one of the things to do is to give. And you can give online at highlandcc.org. And then we also want you to pray with us. Each week on Instagram, starting tomorrow, we're going to be launching prayer and um instructions for the week, okay? It's simple, like something you can look at in just a few seconds and then take into your time of prayer. We want every Highlander to be praying along the same lines in this season. So much is going on in our world. We can be united in what we're praying about. And then lastly, we want you to worship. There's four different ways you can do this right now. The first is that you can worship with us online. Listen, I know that some of you are at risk. In fact, I'm in conversation with many of you regularly. Our leaders are praying for you constantly. And I want you to know that if you are at risk, our online service is not going anywhere. Keep worshiping with us online at 9 a.m. each Sunday. You can also worship with us outside. We're doing periodic live on the lawn events on this grass behind me. Tonight, we'll also have our first hymns with Jim over in this parking lot over here. So you can come, you can drive in, you can get in a, a stay in your car or sit in a lawn chair beside your car and come sing some of those classic hymns that you love with our worship minister, Jim Chester. Okay, thirdly, you can worship with us inside. Beginning next week, so Sunday, September 6th, that evening at 5 p.m., we'll have our first indoor 
in-person worship service. You'll need to sign up online next week to reserve your spot. We're gonna keep those numbers low. We'll gradually increase the numbers until we reach our capacity. So be sure to sign up. And we're looking forward to being back on site with you all. And then lastly, you can join a quarantine. We've got a bunch of emails about people wanting to host quarantines in their area of town. It's just a small group of people who are worshiping together, utilizing our online service each week. If you wanna be part of one of those, you can also sign up online. We'll help you find one. Or you can just call some friends and say, let's get together and, and worship together. Listen, we don't expect you to do all 12 of those things, but we do expect you to do all three each week. And that is to love and grow and worship. This is what it means to be church. And we're gonna challenge all of you, wherever you are in every place to be church right now. I was a part of a small group of ministers the other day, and we were talking about just the weight of this pandemic and its effect on our congregations. Some of those guys were sad as they were kind of projecting out what they thought church was going to be like when they came back. You know, they, they were afraid that their church was going to be a shell of what it once was, that people will have drifted away and left their churches, and they were afraid they wouldn't have much of a church to come back to. But as I like dig into the Word of God, and I see the way that God blessed his church when they were scattered and the way that God's people responded with these practical steps where they were the church in every place that God sent them. What I see is that God kept showing up in powerful ways and that the church grew and whole cities erupted with joy. People were healed and blessed because the church was scattered. And I can't help but wonder what if this is a revival taking place at this church. You know, what if God is scattering us so that he can grow us and that this church, the Highland Church, the body of Christ here in this space on 400 North Houston Levy and scattered all over this city and around the world that this church is going to be stronger than it has ever been. And I think that is possible because God is going to keep showing up. I believe that. So will you be church with us?